For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Chattahoochee, Altamaha, Ogeechee, Ohupi, Chatuga, Kusawati. With Lakuchi, the lyrical names of these ancient paths beckon to us. Georgia's waterways are its original trails, and for its earliest settlers, they were the first avenues into a primeval wilderness. A video from the Georgia River Network there, and I make this point often, and you know this, there are no natural lakes in Georgia, no natural, all of man-made reservoirs and such. God made the rivers. God made the rivers in Georgia and, and assigned certain people the task of, of, of trying to protect them. Uh, the Georgia River Network, based in Athens, uh, right there at Millage and Broad, is the Georgia River Network. And with that network and its various chapters scattered around the state, Joe Cook joining us from Rome this morning. Joe Cook, thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, we'll dive into the legislation uh, that you folks are concerned about, but give us the uh, the 411 on the Georgia River Network. Who are you folks? What do you do? Well, we're a statewide river advocacy organization. Uh, we uh, work to connect people with our rivers, and we work to protect those rivers. The Georgia House... As we are now less than a month away from the start of the 2024 legislative session, as is the case when the legislature is not in session, various study committees, and one in the House has been looking at rivers and streams in Georgia and, and the definition of navigability, uh, what defines a river, a stream, as navigable. And we're told at least the possibility of some changes to that definition, which dates back at what, into the, the 19th century. What are you concerned about here? Well, there was a study committee that was looking at uh, fishing rights and where we had the right to fish. Uh, so it was really doing important work because uh, there's been some conflicts between property owners and anglers. Uh, so they were looking at where can the public legally fish? And uh, one of the ways that they have recommended determining that is by using a definition of navigability that dates to 1863. Um, and that is based on whether a river can ship freight uh, on, on that water, whether you can move a boat loaded with freight up and down that particular river. And so that's a very restrictive definition. It dates to a time when steamboats were plying our rivers, not canoes and kayaks and paddle boards. Um, and it's really a poor test to determine where we have the right to boat. Um, and it shouldn't be used to determine where we have the right to pass through a a river or stream. You know, just just the um, history of that particular that, that particular regulation dates back to 1863. It, it's amazing to me. I mean, the Yankees were at the gate. I mean, Sherman was about to get here, and there's a legislature sitting down there in Milledgeville, which was the capital then, and they have time to think about who can fish on a river. That that the history of that alone strikes me as interesting. Well, it was an effort to actually codify Georgia's uh, laws. Uh, that Up until that time, Georgia 
had not codified all its um, all its laws. So this was an effort to codify those laws and set them down uh, in a in a permanent way. And our argument is that the commissioners that codified these laws did not fully um, recognize previous case law from the Georgia Supreme Court and common law. And that uh, that case law and the common law says basically that if a river or stream can float a boat of any size, mm. then the public has a right to float down or pass through on that creek. Doesn't mean that the people, the, the public has a right to get out on private property along that creek, mm-hmm. but it does mean that they have the right to pass through or they have the right of passage. On yeah, for example, Joe Cook, Georgia River Network, yeah, that, that creek flows through my farm. Okay, you can legally fish on it, but you don't have the right to just go tramping across my cornfield to get there. Correct. Exactly. So what would this, and I know that I don't even know if a piece of legislation has been pre-filed. Perhaps you do. I know the study committee, as you say, has been working on this and looking at this. Uh, What's the status of the legislation, if any? Right now, no legislation has been introduced. It's only been the recommendations of the committee. Uh, We do not know if any legislator will introduce legislation uh, basically we're kind of trying to head it off at the pass and make sure that any legislation that is introduced takes into account uh, this issue of, you know, our freedom to to boat on even Georgia's smallest streams. If a stream can float a boat, uh, we believe that, uh, you know, you should be able to pass down it. And what would be the let's let's just go to worst case here. What would be if they passed exactly the the kind of legislation you would hate the most? What would it be, and and what would the impact be? Well, I think the danger is in uh, assigning streams uh, navigability based on that archaic law uh, in eighteen sixty three. Uh, navigability is separate from right of passage. Um, navigability in state law determines who owns the stream bed. Um, right of passage is more kind of like an easement. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people that have public roads running through their private property, for instance. The public has a right to pass through on that road. Uh, they don't have the right to get out onto the private property. Uh, you can think of a river or stream kind of in the same way as a a public road that goes through private land. The right of passage is separate from any navigability mm-hmm. test that has to do with whether you can ship freight down it or to determine who owns the riverbed. Well, the other part of that, too, that just suddenly occurs to me, and pardon the the pun here, but navigability itself is kind of a fluid term. It's navigable today. It might not be tomorrow. That's correct. And, uh, you know, uh, it's it's a a difficult term to use. And the reason why this has come up is because there's been so much ambiguity. Uh, The state law says... You can ship freight on it, but then the question becomes, well, what is freight? And, you know, there are some areas of streams, you know, in the Piedmont or in the uh, Blue Ridge up in the northern part of the state where you can certainly build a raft and put a lot of goods on it and 
ship from one point to another, but then you get to a shoal or rapid, you can't get that over that shoal or rapid. Is that stream navigable, or is it only navigable in that section where you can ship stuff? So it's a bad test to determine you know, where you can put a canoe or a kayak or a rec- recreational boat. So as we and, say, again, uh, Joe Cook, Georgia River Network, at this moment, there, there's no bill. Sometimes things get pre-filed. At this moment, to, to the best of my knowledge, the best of yours, nothing has been. It's just something you folks going to keep an eye on. Yeah, we're definitely keeping an eye on it. Uh, it's, you know, it's a really big, important part of our uh, recreation and tourism economy. Boating and fishing uh, contributes over $700 million to the state economy each year. There's 70 small businesses that uh, provide canoe, kayak, paddleboard, tube, raft rentals on Georgia's rivers. So it's a big part of our economy. It's also a big part of our state culture, you know, paddling these beautiful rivers. Let me quickly, I'm going to sandbag you here. I didn't tell you we'd talk about this, but but just to bring it up and get your thoughts on it, if any. Uh, Last week, big announcement from Governor Kemp here in Georgia, Governor Ivey in Alabama, about uh, an agreement to, if it's approved by the Corps of Engineers, uh, end uh, three decades of squabbling over water from the Apalachicola, Chattahoochee, Flint River Basin, the so-called Georgia-Florida-Alabama water war, settled with Florida sometime back, Alabama, still out there. Uh, Any thoughts on that agreement with Georgia in Alabama, what that might mean moving forward? Um, I don't, uh, you know, I think it's a positive move, uh, probably one that should have happened a couple of decades ago. Um, it's been going on for three decades. We've wasted a lot of uh, money on lawyers and, uh, you know, sitting down at a table and uh, uh, working things out is a lot better than battling things out in court. So it's a, it's a, um, I think it's a positive move for the two states and, and, and water and water use in the two states. Again, uh, Joe Cook, the Georgia Rivers Network. Keep an eye on this legislation we were discussing, if it in fact becomes legislation, uh, dealing with the navigability and the right to use, right to fish and float uh, in certain streams, rivers, waterways across Georgia. Joe Cook, Georgia River Network, best of luck with this. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.